In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We have merch. Check out the AmericanGlutton.net shop. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. A number of people have come up to me wearing American Glutton merch, and nothing fills my heart with more pride than seeing somebody in one of these t-shirts. And I've been stopped on the street and asked where to get it when somebody sees me in an American Glutton hoodie. Well, you can get it all at the shop on AmericanGlutton.net. And my favorite t-shirt, yesterday it was tomorrow, right now, is up now. Get it while supplies last. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today I'm talking to Grant Klein. You can find him on Instagram at just me and a knish. Grant Klein, welcome back to the American Glutton Podcast. What's up? I'm trying to figure out what you want to do with me here, but we'll figure it out, I guess. Well, okay. It's been a while since we've talked. And the last time we talked, you and Pat Renna were doing all kinds of fucking wild bets. Weight loss bets, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing happened from that. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? We, we, we set all these weight loss bets, I think, for your show, and then nothing happened. Did you, uh, so nobody finished them? Like you left, you left that day. We, we recorded that episode in Los Angeles. You walked out and you were like, want to get, we were like, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. Let's go get a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I've done better than most. Um, I'm down 40. Nice. Uh, so it's definitely been great, but I, I can't even remember. I was trying to remember when we did our podcast. Was it pre COVID or? in the middle of covid 
It was either pre-COVID or in the middle of COVID. Yeah. It was either pre-COVID or very early COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done really nothing except for just eating better. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, you know, like you, it's like, I've gone up and down with my weight, like pretty much the last 20 years. And, you know, I think last year I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Okay. You know? Um, and it, it was rough. Like I was just feeling like shit every day. And then finally just was like, maybe I'll try this intermittent fasting thing. You know? Well, I mean, let me ask you this. Did you, yeah. you attribute the heaviest you've ever been to COVID and the lockdowns and all that? I, you know, it's funny. I was, I was reflecting before this. Um, and I was thinking, you know, yes. I mean, I was drinking a ton. Um, I was eating a ton and and it's funny when I'm happy, I'm actually skinny. When I'm sad, I'm I'm fat. Um and I think, you know, getting through the days where it's just like all you're doing is you're at home and you're just like fucking eating all the time and you're drinking at nighttime and it was just a cycle. And uh, well, wait, like, I want to ask you one thing about that too. Do you think the happiness or the sadness is a precursor to the weight or do you think that it's a result of the weight do, do you know what i mean like i think I, it's a precursor for sure i mean it, it's funny like uh, it's very much tied to like my relationship status like when i'm happy and i'm in a good relationship um i tend to be skinnier like it's so, weird so 40 pounds down right now you're yeah. in a relationship you're happy these these are the this yeah the, these are the things that uh, you know i've noticed just over the years you know it's like um, you know, I think, um, you know, it's funny. It's like, I started dating a new girl about six months ago and, and it was really funny because she's a fashion stylist. And one of the things that she did for me was she started buying me baggier clothes because like the nineties are in right now. Right. So I'm like, really? oh, fucking great. Like not only am I down weight, but like also like, you know, the clothes fit me better and things like that. And it, and it's funny because I, it was like, right when we first started dating, she's like, I'll, I'll get some clothes for you. And, and I was so embarrassed about my, my pant size. Cause I was like, I've always been like a 40, 42, 32, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm a 38. I'm a 38. So, she, so I give her my credit card. She goes to Nordstrom. She pulls all this fucking nice shit. And like, I can't fit into any of it. And so, like, it kind of, like, in some weird way gave me incentive because I was like, I actually want to look a little better. And so I just started dropping some weight and, you know, 40 pounds since, I guess, I started in, like, early September. So it's been pretty drastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's just intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, watching what I eat. I do, like, a little bit more steps every day, like, normally because, you know, I work a desk job. Um, I do typically around 5,000 steps a day and now I'm doing about 7,500 to 10,000 steps a day. Nice. And I okay. underestimate walking people. Like, no, well, I think walking is amazing. You know, um, I get, there's so much shit that is in my head that is about like my body, my reactions to food, food itself, how, what it's doing for me, yeah. like all of that. Um, but when I was like at my heaviest, every single decision I made was made thinking about conserving energy because at 500 pounds, like just standing up 
was exhausting. Yeah. And so I, I would literally be thinking about that, like taking off a jacket that, you know, you're, I'm like lifting a lot of heavy weight. It's not just like what my body was meant to be doing. Um, and so I think I spent so much time like resisting movement that like now I have to spend so much time going like, no, park a little further away. Don't take the elevator, yeah. you know, and then I look like if 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 I don't pay attention to it at all at the end of the day, there's some days that I'm like at 700 steps. And that's just because I just don't naturally move a lot, you know, but that's that's wild. That's uh, it's insane and then i like every photo is you in like the gym just ripping weights and you're like at 700 steps because what are you just walking to the gym and back <laughs> I, well no i like i won't even walk to the gym which it's close enough <laughs> where i live to walk to and i'll get my car like it's literally like i'm walking to the bathroom i'm walking to the kitchen i'm yeah. walking to my car you know and if i if i don't actually actively make decisions to like check this and go like oh i have not walked at all today i gotta go jump on an elliptical machine or take my dog on a walk yeah i know it's true i think like some of the mindset it is about those small choices because i even you know it's funny because my kids go to school about three blocks away from my house and you know last year i was just like i'm gonna start walking them to school this is crazy like i'm driving three blocks i'm in this right. line of like 600 like angry moms in minivans like maybe i just walk them and like i have a chance to like talk to my children before they start their day and those are the days i get ten thousand steps right like i can see it it's like during the week i'm at ten thousand, and then on the weekend it's like three thousand because i'm just a lazy piece of shit but no i'm the same if i get my cardio in first thing morning in the gym and i keep my phone in my pocket so that it's tracking it because i also uh do believe that if it's not tracked it didn't happen so like, yeah i could say like i stood in the kitchen a lot and walked around the kitchen quite a bit but my phone's not recording that because it's right. on the counter and so that didn't happen but if i if i do get cardio in the morning i always am impressed with my steps by the end of the day but if i don't it, there'll be nothing yeah nothing and then you end up i mean that's the whole cycle right it's like then you feel like shit you know it's funny like um I was thinking about this yesterday. It's like the market of like all these like healthy snacks. You know, I went I went to Whole Foods the other day and um, the, they have like this whole section of like smart sweets. And I don't really have a sweet tooth, but it's just like sometimes you want to like reward yourself at the end of the day. Those things are fucking gross. I hope yeah. they're not sponsored to your podcast, but it's yeah. just like it, it's like they advertise like two grams of sugar. Um, you eat them. It tastes like that stevia stuff. And I'm just like, if you're going to cheat, cheat, you know, like if you're going to, if you're like in a relationship, you're going to cheat on your wife, like it, make sure it's a 10. <laughs> like, what are you eating smart sweets for? And, you know, it's, it's just so interesting to me, like how we've like, we're in a society where it's like, oh, we're going to cheat, but like not so bad. And then you can get into a cycle on that. And then you're eating those fucking things every night and then you feel like shit. Yeah, I don't mess with smart. I don't know smart sweets. Um, the only thing that I think would fit that category that I do, but I do it really occasionally, is something like Halo Top or Enlightened. Which, Halo Top isn't bad. 
it's for me it's it's yeah. delicious and and it's not 1600 calories so i go like is this yeah. really cheap maybe it's a cheat if i have two a day or even every day if i'm eating it but like once yeah. a month twice a month that that doesn't mess yeah. me up and then i like these things called um i think the brand is legendary foods and they're tasty pastries or something like that it's like um, a, high, a high protein pop tart oh amazing my kids hate yeah. them i think they're delicious brandy will not touch them i think they're well, incredible good. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like, on the, you know, going back to, like, the intermittent fasting thing, I mean, that has been a way that I've, you know, been able to drop a lot of weight. Like, you know, I think I don't basically eat breakfast anymore. I still have, like, I have a very addictive personality. Like, I've I've gone through, like, the food cycle, and, like, now I smoke cigarettes, which, which is just, like, this whole other thing. I didn't smoke cigarettes until I was 37. Like, um, and then I'm like, oh, now I'm a pack and a half a day smoker. Like, this is great. Um, but, you know, I look at my routine. It's like I'm not eating anything, but I'm, like, smoking seven cigarettes, drinking coffee. Around 2 o'clock, I'll have, like, my first meal, and then I usually don't eat anything the rest of the day. And I feel very satiated that, that way. But then like when I cheat, I cheat bad. And it was it was really interesting. You probably know this more than me. But like there was a point where I was like down 20 pounds and I was keeping with the schedule and I couldn't lose any more weight. And I was like going crazy. And one day I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and like just eat Mexican food and just like everything under the sun, moon, and stars. And the next day I dropped like three pounds and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, so now I do have that like one cheat day a week, but, you know, I ended up digging into it and it was like, you know, you're calorically tricking your body. And then I was like, oh, this makes sense why the rock like once a week just eats like 400 pancakes and i was yeah. like i not like i'm comparing myself to the rock which i mean honestly would be a good comparison but um you know i think that's like been part of it is like if i know that i can have that like once a week then i'm like kind of okay yeah the the the, the other thing to keep in mind is it is possible and i've had this experience before where you you are still losing fat, but it's not really showing up on a scale because maybe your sodium intake is high yeah. and, and you're retaining water or something like that. So that's that's totally possible, too. Um, but I, I, I want to know, you said you're intermittent fasting and watching what you eat. So within yeah. your within your window, it's not a free for all. Like I have this eight hour window or whatever, six hour window, whatever it is. You said you pretty much. No, yeah. Too. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not like just consuming whatever, um, you know, very like, you know, high protein vegetable diet is kind of what I'm on. I mean, I still have like white rice because honestly, like. You know, I found that my body does pretty well on that, um, you know, but pretty much that's it. It's like white rice, protein, vegetables, and then, you know, and I, and one of the big things that I changed um, was that I basically cook everything 
Like yeah. I go, it used to go out a lot. Like every night I was going out to some new restaurant in LA and just all that shit. And now, especially when I have the kids, cause I'm divorced and I have the kids half the time, like those times when I have the kids, I am cooking delicious, organic, healthy meals. And like, I'll make them their version and then I'll eat my version and I'll feel great. And then, and I'm eating at like five or six o'clock at night, as opposed to like eight or nine o'clock at night. And then it's just like, you don't even have time to digest it. So I think like those few things, and it's just like little tweaks have led to like big results. Yeah. I think that has been the single biggest game changer for me has been cooking and and being yeah. as responsible as i can for my own food and then um you know so much so i made these decks of cards because when i'd go out of town brandy would be like wait you're not cooking what do i eat i don't know what to eat right and and so i made her these decks of cards like here here's all your options or here's a bunch of options it's not even all your options look through it and just pick something it doesn't you know it doesn't really matter yeah. as long as you're going to eat it that's all that matters for the most part yeah i mean i think you know you do get into a weird thing where it's like you get sick of the food for sure um but it, i think that's also been such a turning point in how i view food is like i'm looking at it more as like fuel than like how it tastes like yeah. i'll still go out to a nice meal and i'll still enjoy that but i really just don't care anymore like I like my meals at home don't have to be like fucking fancy. Like give me some chicken and some rice and put some hot sauce on it. I'm good. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. I think that, you know, the, like the standard American diet is so tasty and it's like engineered in a lab for the most part to be so tasty you yeah. know and then it's calling to us the fats and the salts and the sugars in a bag of doritos they're delicious you know and they've yeah. got magical uh, flavors on them yeah i mean a lot of bad shit and that stuff i mean you know and i think in addition like you know i uh, the last 10 years have been a lot for me in terms of struggling with my weight because you know and i think we touched on this in the last podcast but when i was 30 i had brain surgery um my body like fully shut down i have like a autoimmune pituitary gland issue that still is like unresolved i'm 42 now and so i've just been kind of dealing with being you know quote unquote sick for 12 years and i go see all the top doctors at usc and um you know my endocrinologist has put me on hormone replacement therapy but then i also have to take prednisone every day and prednisone just is really tough because even though I'm in like somewhat of a low dosage, um, you know, it's very hard to like cut weight, you know? So it's like what would normally be like a path for someone to lose weight. Like I have to like double it because on prednisone, your body just like my whole face has changed. Like I used to have a skinnier face. Like my whole skull has just gotten big from this drug it's like really fascinating but you know i think even more so like the last few years i haven't really cared i've just been so depressed about you know my body my lifespan like all all the medical drugs that i've been on for the last 10 years and then like i kind of just woke up last year and i was like i, I can't do this like i can't just let it be okay so 
you know, the good news is, is that through this weight loss, like, and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of science that can back this, but I've actually been able to come down on my medication. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so, cause normally I was taking about like 10 milligrams of prednisone a day and now I'm down to about five. And I That's don't amazing. get symptoms that I was dealing with before. So there obviously is some correlation to just overall like health and what you're putting into your body, you know, reducing inflammation and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been quite a journey, you know, what does the pituitary gland do? I'm, I, I'm, I don't know much about that. Gland. Yeah. So it was like one of those things, it was like a page in science class that like we all glossed over and just completely forgot. Um, it basically controls all the hormones in your body. So your adrenal glands, your thyroid gland. Um, and it essentially is like tells those glands, like how much output to do. Right. So when your pituitary gland is off, then like everything kind of shuts down. Um, so the prednisone helps with your adrenal gland production to help give you energy throughout the day and also in turn reduces inflammation. Um, I also put testosterone in my ass like every two weeks because I do blood work like every month and um, my T levels are super low because of the pituitary gland issue. Um, I used to take thyroid replacement medication, but I don't need that anymore because my blood work shows that it's in a healthy range. So it's really weird. I feel like I'm like this billionaire biohacker, right. but I'm just like this normal fucking guy that has to go like get blood work every month to make sure everything is okay. And, and, it, and it is interesting because I do see that when I watch what I'm eating and I maintain somewhat of like a healthy lifestyle, then like all those levels are kind of in check. So it, it is really interesting, you know, from that perspective of like fueling your body, what are you putting into it? And like exercise, I haven't really done any. any yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. I, you know, there's been um, dudes who have done like the Twinkie diet to, to cut fat sure. and, and show like, well, I can lose weight while eating the Twinkie diet. And then you couple that with like the, um, there's like evidence that any drop in, in fat of like even 5% of your body mass or 10%, something like that, something pretty small, um, shows profound health benefits so like you could take those two little pieces of data and go like well then any way we scheme weight loss should be an overall benefit to our health but like to to to, to a guy in your situation and and what i i suspect many americans are dealing with is there's other shit that that processed food is doing to our body. I know like gram for gram when we're accounting for calories in calories out, sugar plays no part in making us hold more weight than, uh, you know, dietary fat or, you know, protein, right? It all right. kind of equals out in the wash for fat loss. But when we're talking about like all this other stuff, with endocrinology and hormones and functions of the body. And I just think it must be having some effects, you know, like the rise of, of autoimmune disease is astronomical oh, and, yeah. and 
there's like all kinds of other stuff that's going on and it almost becomes like a an environmental contaminant or something you know where it's like we would be better off as a country if uh there wasn't this obesity crisis okay fair you know probably yeah. less of a stress on everybody's joints less medical issues less of a stress on healthcare like fine that's a fine statement that can be argued you know morally or otherwise um but at the same time like you know i i wonder if we looked at the guy who did the twinkie diet to lose weight if we looked at his blood if we looked at his hormones what yeah. are those secondary effects that are happening because he's only eating though he's in a caloric deficit, though he's losing fat and should be reaping the health benefits of that. Is there something else going on because of this garbage food that he's basically eating, you know? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, there, there's no way that you can adjust that kind of food without it causing other ramifications. You know, I think, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I think people like this is the whole problem with the fad stuff. And it's like, I mean, we're on our phones all day. We're going through social media and we see all these things, right? Like, what do we do? And, you know, I think, you know, as somebody who struggled with weight for, you know, the last 20 years, you know, you've tried everything, you know, I know you have too, you know, and at a certain point, you just like, I also think everybody's fucking different you know, and like, we have these set standards of like, if you do this and this is the result, um, you know, last year, it's like, don't eat any carbs this year. It's like, okay, white rice is okay. Like, you know, find out for yourself, like what works and like test those things. And I think that's what I've done. I think that's like the only real change that I've done is I've kind of thrown out everything and just like tried new things. And then like, oh, like this morning, I don't feel like shit. You know, maybe what did I eat yesterday? Okay, cool. Let's replicate that and see if the next day I don't feel like shit when I wake yeah. up. You know, yeah. There's a there. Uh, you know, there's a new um, documentary on Netflix. Then there was one years ago or a couple of years ago called Game Changers, which I think was like all the rage for a minute, and it basically boiled down to like don't eat animal products or be a vegan, right? right. And, and now there's one. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Called something to do with twins. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. Um, But I believe it will, or from what I've seen on social media and talked to a few people about it, it will do the same thing. It will boil down to like an advocate veganism or vegetarianism. And, and like, you know, I, I think like to your point, like you found, you found that doing intermittent fasting and having a cheat meal once a week or a cheat day once a week is workable and you've lost weight and it's like something you're happy with. Like, that's amazing. That's yeah, that, and that's it. That's right, it. Like, right. That's uh, like yeah. full stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no more to like, well, no, you're eating too much cucumber skin, which has lectins right. and you should be yeah. eating your tomatoes and, you know, like, yeah. no, there, you should just keep doing that because it's working. You know what I mean? And you don't feel like garbage. Like it would be one thing if you were sitting here going like, I'm losing weight, but God, does it suck? God, yeah. I'm miserable, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I really just do feel so much better. And, and, and yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, this is, I mean, this is the problem with America. It's like, we make these sweeping statements about people and try and put everybody in the fucking bucket, you know? And, and it is true. It's like, you know, I, I just saw some thing on my phone the other day and it was like, this is why vegans are like, you know, getting sick. And this is why you need to introduce protein. It's like, everybody's different. Like we have different DNA. It's like, find out what works for you. You know, you are the best barometer for like how you feel. Right. And you know, like, I mean, you know, like when you, you know, wake up in the morning, do you feel good or not? I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, that's, and that's a big deal, right? If you're, I mean, if, if something you're consuming is increasing the likelihood that you're like going to give up on the day and, and lay in bed because you feel like garbage, maybe get rid of that stuff. Right. And, and, you know, like for me, so much of it is like a mental battle between, cause I will get to the point where I go to the gym and I feel great. It's like, you know, somebody, is like spraying down every uh machine with some magical antidepressant that has no side effects you know what i mean like some some crazy yeah it's crazy magic that happens for me in the gym that really has nothing to do with fat loss or weight loss it's like i i leave the gym and and i go like this this how good i feel right now should be illegal and i feel like bad for everybody who's sitting in an office who hasn't experienced this today because i feel incredible and yet 50 percent of the time i don't want to go i don't want to go i i I will like i like have to convince myself to go i i like 
have 300 other things that seem more important and you know it's and then like you get into like it's hard to make the time and yeah and the days that i don't go suck and by the yeah. end of the day i'm crabby and and it's like but and same thing with food like i know that if i eat a pint of halo top right before i go to bed i'm gonna feel like garbage now is it because I'm putting 60 grams of carbs into my system and not doing any exercise? I don't know. That's an unusual amount of carbs for me to consume all at once without movement, right? The majority right. of my carbs are before or after a workout. I'm not usually eating a bunch of carbs and then sitting around. So right before bed, I wake up, I feel groggy. I don't know if it's the carbs, if it's some other chemical in them, but I love the way it tastes. And then I feel crappy. And if I didn't have some barriers in place, I'd eat that fucking shit every day. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm a sicko in that sense. I, I know, but I, you know, and I think there's a few things you touched on. There's like, you know, doing things that you don't want to do is, it's such an undervalued concept. I think nowadays, like, you know, one of the things which I didn't mention is, you know, I did start doing cold plunges. Um, my buddy has a pool. He turns off the fucking heater in the winter. I mean, it's as cold as LA gets, right? Um, but it gets down to like 50 degrees. Sure. And, and that, you know, from what I've read, 50 degrees is all you need. Like these maniacs are doing 35 oh, yeah. degrees. I mean, you don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we go into it, we have a little text group, you know, I'll, I'll maybe do it twice a week. And I, I'm telling you like that serotonin spike that you get from it is like no drug. Like, and, and by the way, I do this too. And I go like all the weird health benefits that they're touting could be total bullshit. What might be happening is I get into this cold and my body says we're dying. You're, right. gonna, you're gonna die get the fuck out of this situation and then i get out and my body says here's a reward for doing what we told you to do it could and be that simple yes and i think that is the thing right it's like going to the gym is the same concept it's like your body is literally telling you not to do it and you're just like fuck you body right we're gonna do it and then it's like oh maybe you won this one and right then, and then you feel good yeah you know? now you're done you're leaving this <laughs> this torture chamber good for you yeah it's, yeah i know it could be but, that but i think i think that is one of those things and this is where like you know weight gain and weight loss is so you know mental right because like we really have to do things that we don't want to do it's very easy to eat a bag of doritos you know there's 400 of them you go into 7-eleven it's like there is nothing healthy in there um you know i think getting over that mental block of just like no i actually want to punish myself today a little bit you know and i think that's good i think it's good people don't want to feel uncomfortable anymore. right well there's yeah no this was this was a profound thing for me um my willingness to understand that some portion of me was going to fight tooth or nail to remain in the state that I was in or, yeah. or, or continue in that state, right. Of obesity and debauchery and base instincts, right. If my instinct is get a cheeseburger right now and fries, 
there's a big part of me that like gets stuck on that and is going like, that's what you need to do. And my willingness to fight those urges and to be in a state basically of doing stuff that was counter to what I wanted was a big, big change where I was like, oh, a lot of my life is going to now be about denial of these things that are producing a state I don't want anymore, you know, but I still want the cheeseburger. I recognize that one cheeseburger isn't going to create this state, but one cheeseburger is the doorway to lots of cheeseburgers, which will create that state. Yeah. And I think it's like, you're always on like this mental bubble of like, you know, cause you know, you know that if you eat that one cheeseburger, then it leads to a pint of ice cream. And then the next day you feel like shit and then you want to just eat more of that. I think, you know, it, it is to me, I think overcoming a lot of mental, you know, addiction. And and it's funny because I remember I, I DM'd you about like six months ago and I said, I think I finally overcome my addiction to food. And, and you know, it's not that I don't have an addictive personality i absolutely do it's terrible like i've had it my whole life um like if i'm gonna smoke i'm gonna smoke cigarettes i'm gonna do it i'm gonna smoke a lot of them i'm gonna do drugs i'm gonna do a lot of fucking drugs you know and i think you get to these points where you know you you really have to you know break that down and i don't know that there is like one easy answer and i do think it is about all those small little decisions that you make throughout the day um but i think with food i've I've kind of figured it out and i feel really good about it i think there's like now it's like opening up like oh i have to quit smoking now like you know and now i have to start tackling all these other things but i don't know that seems like (laughs) well here's my pitch for like the methadone of of cigarettes and that is nicotine lozenges they're they're wonderful they're just yeah, my 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 good buddy allison just launched a nicotine replacement therapy company called blip and they basically repackaged it for like gen z and like millennials so it's not like nicorette anymore it's just like right. cool nicorette you know right good and and honestly, like, cause, cause I travel a lot for work and I just went to New York a few months ago and, um, and I popped a couple of those on the plane. And like, normally when I'm like coming off a six hour flight, I am like, I will kill everybody. Yeah. I will, I will just like, get the fuck out of my way. I'll say something nasty to the pilot about how shitty of a landing that was. Like, I'll just like, get me out of here. I need to rep a cigarette. And those things work. Like it legit works and it really just does level you out. Um, so I have been doing that a little bit and I have noticed cause I was smoking about two packs a day a year ago and now I'm down to about one. So I mean, yeah, probably, cigarettes, yeah. cigarettes are a tricky one. I, I wonder if, you know, I have so many thoughts about like o- Ozempic and, and uh, Mongerno and the new, oh, I want to hear all your drugs. Well, like, you know, I, I in in a broad sense, like I think that they're going to be massive, right? I think like buy stock in any of those companies. I I think that the 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 the, the those things are gonna are projected to like go up in sales by ten thousand percent in the next year, and that's just that's insane, right? And so, yeah. 
what happens if the if a broad portion of the populace who was very hungry is no longer very hungry and so suddenly like we're putting out a bunch of this processed food out of business like that to me is completely wild you know and i would That's be willing to bet i didn't think about that yeah i bet the those those companies like you know mcdonald's coca-cola maybe not coca-cola people still get thirsty i suppose but um i bet they're having meetings about this you know i bet yeah. the the processed food cabal is having like <laughs> secret get togethers where they're like, how do we, how do we counteract this? You know what I mean? We need to make food even more calor calorically dense. That's like, you know, so th these, these people who lose their appetites are still getting our food in them. Yeah. I mean, I love to think that they're behind all these like anti-Ozempic campaigns that are going on right now. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's funny because like I've actually had like a few people hit me up because it's like, you know, it's funny going back to the baggy clothes thing. It's like I wear a lot of baggy clothes now, but when I post a photo of myself, when I'm like on a hike or just wearing workout clothes, everyone's like, Jesus Christ, you've lost a lot of weight. You're on Ozempic, huh? And I was like, and it's funny because even my girlfriend, you know, she's like, you can tell me if you're on it. Like, she's like, I see the the syringes in, in the bathroom. I'm like, no, 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 that's for my testosterone. Like, I'm not on Ozempic. And like, you know, I have some friends that are on it. Honestly, they look fucking great. Fuck it. Like, if it's working, it's working. I don't know, like, what the, the you know, potential, you know, side effects are we don't know these things you know well okay here's all but. here's all i would say about the potential side effects like you are in a kind of a different set of circumstances because you're having to look at your blood work every month so i have no idea what any of that stuff would do to you specifically right. but people have been taking it for a few years now for type 2 diabetes sure and we're not seeing people grow third arms you, right. you know what I mean? Nobody's dropping dead. Nobody's have, there's not people having strokes on mass. Now, maybe it takes seven years to produce those kind of side effects, but it's highly unlikely. It, it would seem that if there were going to be real serious adverse effects, we would have seen that in the test group of people who were the type two diabetics. I don't, I, I don't think we're going to start to see really uh, you know look if you open it up and start giving it to a lot more people i'm sure we'll see some more adverse effects yeah but a lot of people have taken it for a number of years now yeah and it's not like, real just go, like, as opposed to what like oh as opposed to you being like seriously overweight and having like potential heart issues and i mean there's so many things that i just go cool like I know, like, probably 90% of the people that take it, it's a vanity thing. Like, right. You know, yeah. I do think that the most, the worst potential adverse effect for me is, you know, there's a lot of people who do yo-yo dieting. And, yeah. and that's like a crash diet. And then they're done. And then they gain the weight back. And what can actually happen in a in that scenario is when you do a really severe calorically restrict, restricted diet, you're not just losing fat, you're losing fat, but then some percentage you're also losing lean tissue and muscle. Sure. And, and when you get, when you regain your weight, you're mostly 
regaining fat. And so like you could see a person who yo-yo diets and if you averaged out their weight, let's say their weight was 300 pounds over a number of years of yo-yo dieting, you could actually see their average weight stay about the same, but their body fat percentage increase because they're, they're burning up this muscle when they starve themselves. And when they regain the weight, they're not regaining the lean tissue and muscle. They're just reaccumulating fat really quickly. If we have now, uh, a thing where it's super, super easy to do a crash diet, right? Because you're not hungry when you take something like Wigovi or, or, uh, the other one for weight loss is Zepbound. I think it's called, we could over a few years see the, the body fat percentage of these people increase, um, and their weight stay roughly the same because they take the drug for short term, lose a bunch of weight, get off the drug, gain the weight back, have to recycle it, you know, and that's kind of depressing. That's yeah. I mean, I think you just described the last 10 years of life, but yeah, I'm not depressing at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I think with the lack of exercise and like lifting weights and stuff, I do feel like that is exactly what's happening to me. Like I go through these yo-yo diets, I drop the weight and then I gain it back on and somehow just like fatter than I used to be. Well, no, that's, I mean, because muscle, you know, your muscle mass is so much smaller that like, if you take off 30 pounds and 40% of it is muscle, right? Right. And and lean tissue, that's, you know, let's call that 12 and a half, 13 pounds of, of muscle. And then you gain back 30 pounds of fat, you're actually going to be larger. This is all making sense. I mean, yeah. maybe in 10 years, we'll see all the Ozempics. They'll just, instead of everybody going like, oh, he looks so great. He must be on Ozempic. Like they'll just be just these little round potato balls just rolling down the street. <laughs> right. Be like, know, oh, Ozempic, you know? I think, yeah. And there are ways to mitigate that. Like you, you eat a bunch of protein while you're doing it. You do some resistance training. Um, you maybe get find out whatever a maintenance dose of Ozempic is, you know, yeah. I, 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 but those are all true for any diet. Like you're yeah. doing a diet, make sure you get, you know, you make sure you get protein, do some resistance training. You can say that as much as you want. People don't, it doesn't seem like it's like what we're saying. Like people are going to do ultimately when people have success, it's because they found what works for them. 100%. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people where success, the only metric that gauges success is I lost weight full stop. Right. Right. I then gained weight. Doesn't matter because I lost weight doing X. So I'm going to repeat X over and over and over again. I lost weight doing keto. Okay. And now you need to do keto again and you're going to do right. it for the eighth time. Now you're on your fucking eighth cycle of keto and you're not going to look at the fact that you keep gaining this weight back. And by the way, you can insert any diet into yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. It's every diet. I mean, yeah. I think that's the fucking joke, right? Like, we've been manufactured to believe that these diets actually work. Like, right. Not, right. Not. I mean, if it is just I want to lose weight and I don't mind gaining it back, they work great. They're great. And by the way, the diet industry is raking in money. 
you know, it's a yeah. massive industry. So like maybe where the that, mental comes in, man, it's like everybody wants the quick fix. And this is ultimately like, and I feel shitty for saying this because I do have friends that are on Ozempic, but like, I think the mental thing, like I'd rather suffer. I would rather suffer for a year and lose 40 pounds than lose 40 pounds in two months. Yeah. And I think like maybe that's how fucked up I am, but like, well, There's like, something about, I think, the mental aspect of, like, you're kind of punishing yourself in the opposite way of what you've been doing to yourself for the last 10 years. And you have to, like, change that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That point of view, it's the same thing with the cold plunge. It's like, I need to do something for my body that it really doesn't want to do. And you have to push through that. Otherwise, then yeah, you're going to take a Zumpic for six months. You're going to lose your weight. You're going to come off of it. And then what? And, and, and like, let's be fair. When I, when I look at you, I don't think you're a candidate for Ozempic. I, I don't well, know. Wearing baggy clothes. Well, okay. But yeah. I mean, maybe, but I, I don't think 40 pounds, whatever you're, are you happy at your weight now? You've lost 40 no, pounds. No, I need to lose, lose more. Like I want to, I, I think like, I mean, we can talk numbers. I think numbers are good to talk. Okay, right. let's fucking shoot. Well, like, the heaviest I've ever been was 315. That was early. Okay. That's big. I mean, I'm six foot three. I suspect at 315, you are a candidate for a Zempic. Yeah. Or, so or now, way govy, way govy. Yeah. So now I'm down to 275. I would like to be at 255. I think that's a good weight. My football weight when I was in high school was like 215. Never going to get back to that. Like, I'm 42 now. You know, I think 255 would be healthy for me. You know, it's funny. I was, you know, this Jeremy Allen White GQ ad. Have you seen this thing? He's yeah. It's like the greatest looking guy ever. Yeah, like insane. And he got so ripped for this, that, the movie that is coming up. And, and it was funny because my girlfriend showed me the pictures and she's like, no, but look at his before. Like, you could look like this. And I was like, 
I would kill to have his before. Body. By the way, his Are before he looks incredible. Before, yeah. like, he was a great looking dude. And I was just like, yeah, his like, before so, he's probably 15% body fat at the yeah, most. Yeah. So like my goal is like before Jeremy on like that is my goal body. And like the ripped, like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like maybe, maybe, maybe if I can work out four times a day, but like, well, also I guarantee you his after is not sustainable either guys who look like that for long periods of time are are either just thoroughly miserable at all time of the day and probably using some drugs that you don't want to use you, you yeah. know what i mean i mean like how do they get like that like are they literally working out all day long not no you can you can look like that it's just miserable like i got to looking the best i could look which honestly, even the pictures of me at the best weren't great that I wasn't using overhead lighting, which I think I would have looked even better if we were using the right lighting. Listen, this is nitpicking. Lighting is everything. But like you you get there and like at the photo shoot, I gained like 13 pounds. Just, just trying to refill my muscles with glycogen. Like you do all this crazy, like you're doing uh, water doping where like a week out from the photo shoot you're you're increasing your water to like three gallons a day for a week and then a couple days before you stop eating salt and then you stop drinking water altogether or you you go down from three gallons a day to like half a liter or something like that and wow. uh and your body just gets rid of all this fluid and you look insane and you take a picture you can't live like that you can't yeah. you're 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 miserable you know like bodybuilders for their bodybuilder show first of all bodybuilders are all almost all on drugs and then for their show that's not that's not maintainable for long periods of time like they look like that for a couple hours right yeah that's crazy yeah i mean like thanks jeremy yeah fucking my entire life up right now that's the standard we all have yeah. to live by yeah like every girl on the internet is looking at that going why don't they have that and i'm like cool, cool. yeah exactly exactly um all right grant well this has been awesome i'm happy for you i'm happy you found something you're happy with thank you so yeah. much yeah no this is great all right talk to you later all right buddy bye and now for the Q&A. Here's a question for you from Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan says, I've been doing well over the last year plus, and I've gone from 310 to 280 at 28% body fat. That's I'm, awesome. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm 6'1 and would consider myself an intermediate lifter. My current primary goal has been fat loss and navigating the sweet tooth that has been a lifelong struggle. I thought I made it clear to my wife, it's just us and a dog, <laughs> that I don't handle the junk well when it's in the house. Last weekend, she invited some friends over to watch an NFL playoff game without asking me. Not a huge deal, but her friend is a baker and she brought a bunch of crap that I couldn't resist. I still tracked everything and was appalled to learn this one night and the next day leftovers completely destroyed my week, over 2,000 calories above my weekly goal. Should I look at this as a one-time bump in the road, or do you think I need to reiterate how important losing this fat is to my wife? Or do I need to work on myself and learning how to say no? 
I just found it difficult to avoid when the junk was brought into my house without asking me, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I think definitely communicating with your wife is a good idea. But I also think like, you know, I'm a sober guy. And if somebody brings a six pack of beer into my house, I'm not drinking the beer. There probably is a six pack of beer in my house because my wife keeps it for company. And I'm not saying you have to be exactly as I am. If you're, if this is new, if you're still struggling with this, then certainly you should be able to say to somebody like, Hey, I'm having a rough time with this right now. I don't have my bearings. I don't have my feet under me entirely yet. Can we, I'd I'd like to feel super safe in my house. So please don't bring any delicious stuff that might tempt me. Um, I think you're well within your rights to say that. And, uh, and then I also think like the world is a dangerous place. Like there's, there's pitfalls for us everywhere. So we also have to practice um, maintaining our decisions despite these apparent dangers. So, um, you know, you're going to drive by a Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, you're going to, every store has Skittles for you at the checkout stand like that. We can't do anything about that. And I understand in your house, that's another thing. And, and um, especially if you're still feeling like you don't, like, like you're going to have a bad night, you know, have a conversation with your wife, explain this to her. Your wife sounds pretty cool that she's inviting people over for the football game. I don't think my wife ever invited anybody over for a football game. I don't watch football. Is your wife the football fan? That sounds like a cool wife. <laughs> um, so yeah, have a conversation with her and, and let her know that, you know, I mean, Hopefully your goal, I, you know, this is the other thing. Like if you're, if you're just like chewing your nails and white knuckling, getting, losing more weight so that you can go back to eating the pastries in, in a, in a way that is going to be damaging to whatever you're trying to achieve now. I don't know. That's not, I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend, you know, if you got to take some long break from them, fine, but the world is not going to get rid of delicious pastries. And so having, being comfortable with having them come into your house for a night and, um, and not eating them might be just a game you have to play with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, Um, I don't like going to bars, but I can go to a bar and not have a drink. I don't know if I would have done that in the beginning of my sobriety. It definitely took me some time, but I, I didn't expect to feel entirely safe about this forever. I knew that there were going to be instances where I was going to have to exert more personal responsibility than normal than in the comfort and safety of my own home. And that's something I I've had to deal with myself. Um, so I, I don't know. I think there's probably some happy medium there, right? Like, 
you want to have a, a baking night with your friends or you want your friend who's baking delicious pastries to come over, fine. But maybe I'm going to go somewhere else that night, right? Because it's your wife's house too. Um, just let me know ahead of time uh, because I really don't want to eat this stuff. And then I do it and then I feel like crap. It screws up my whole week, something I worked really hard for. Like that seems like a perfectly fine conversation um, to have. And that's similar to a conversation I've had with my wife. Um, yeah, I have kids. It's very, very hard to make kids eat just chicken breast and broccoli. Um, and so our house always had stuff in it that I was not able to eat. You don't have kids, so you, you don't have to do that. And your wife sounds like a cool gal and you could probably have this conversation with her. Um, but then also, you're going to, in the world, run into situations where everything's not perfect and, you know, life is throwing curveballs at you and you're going to have to deal with them. And, and so, you know, I think it's a balance of the two. Don't pack it in and give up. But, uh, you know, maybe invite somebody over and tell them to bring something and intentionally look at that thing that you want to eat and don't eat it and see if you can make it through. You know, if you think some, sometimes I think, um, when we're caught off guard or when I'm caught off guard, it's harder. Like if, mm -hmm. if I haven't thought through any of this stuff and then a slice of pizza arrives in front of me, hot and delicious and, you know, with oil and, 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 and the smell is hitting my nose. I, I have less um, willpower than if I'm thinking through a slice of pizza is going to land in front of me. And how am I going to react to that slice of pizza? So maybe that's, that's one suggestion I'd make, you know, think through like, what do I, what's my one thing? Maybe it's Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. I want my friend to bring over Reese's peanut butter cups and I'm going to not, I'm going to beat the urge to eat those Reese's peanut butter cups. And you actually practice. I, I think it is easier when you, when you aren't so surprised by it, but then doing that might make it easier when you are surprised by it. I, I don't know. I, I never had somebody, you know, set down a gin and tonic in front of me and see how I would react to it. I didn't do that, but um, I definitely have had the situation where there's been food that, uh, and I've eaten it sometimes. I've also eaten it and then I felt bad. Um, you know, have a conversation with your wife and maybe try to react differently the next time you're in that situation. I think it's a kind of a mixture of two things there. Yeah, that's all super valuable looking at it from both sides. Thank you for that answer. I benefited from that too, Ethan Suplee. Anybody else out there have a question for Ethan? You know you do. Send it to us at hello at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>